failing forward, failing forward. We have communion today. We probably will try not get through half of a shorter sermon, but that's okay. We have next Sunday. Um, <clears throat> time to get out of the boat. It is time to get out of the boat in your life. It's time to get out of the boat. You know, in, in terms of, you know, what does that mean? What that means is taking on your new identity in Christ and moving forward in your Christian life and your Christian walk. It's time to get out of the boat and stop being who you've just always been and said this is the way it's always going to be. That is a completely unbiblical thought. The only biblical thought when it comes to growth is the assumption that we will grow glorious and glorious and glorious and gloriouser and then meet Christ. That's the biblical assumption. <clears throat> but the Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that it's work in you. It's this togetherness of the Spirit and our spirits as we grab a hold of it and move forward. And the thing about Jesus is, he, you could take one step towards Him, it'll take a thousand towards you. And so if you've been stagnating, if you've been... Funny thing about that story, we're going to start First Peter today. And the funny thing about the story of Peter getting out of the boat is, everybody talks about Peter's lack of faith and how he was a, a failure because he got out and started sinking. You know who the big failures were? The other 11 guys in the boat. Come on now. You know, I've never preached the sermon this way, but the title when I preach on that passage, having that opportunity, is you may get wet, but you won't drown. You know? So, right? So it's, it's time to get out of the boat and start moving forward in Christ. But the, 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 the misnomer about the whole idea is this, that somehow we become, do that by becoming super saints. I personally have met a lot of people in higher positions in the body of Christ, and I've never met a super saint, except for Sue's mom. We do it by failing forward. I thought about this when, um, <clears throat> when the message is finished, and I'll tie it up. I thought about you, Peter, a lot in this message about how you church plant. You definitely fail forward. Um, we have someone in our, our church today for the first time, uh, Nathan Deal here. Let's just say hi, Nathan. Um, and his uh, wife, Malia. I got it right. Hot dogs. Um, but Nathan remembers, I haven't seen him for 12 years or 13 years. He remembers being in the bar when we started. <laughs> yeah. We weren't quite as big as this, and we weren't quite as established as this, and we certainly didn't have enough as many ministries. But, but we failed forward. And so <clears throat> what I'd like you to consider in your life is to be like Peter. Get out of the boat when you don't have enough faith. Get out of the boat we don't have it all together. Get out of the boat, even though you're not qualified. Because God, as Peter would tell you, I might have sunk down, but there ain't nothing like walking on water. Okay? Because he knew Jesus was there. 
So the reason this is such a great letter to start with in this regard is because First and Second Peter are primary, primarily a letter about transformation and how you grow. So as we go through these two letters, this little introduction that I've done is, is, will be, will be um, reinforced time and time again. Hit that slide, will you? Hit it again. You'll see a couple of scriptures up there, just random from First and Second Peter. I wanted to hit both books. Like newborn babes long for the pure spiritual milk that by it may grow unto salvation. You know, I want a job. I want health. I want a wife. I want a husband. I want more finances. I want this. And you know, Bob, what Jesus Christ wants for you, he wants you to grow in terms of salvation and pursue him first. That's what he wants you to focus on. He'll take care of the rest of it. He wants you to grow in Jesus Christ. Okay? And the other one uh, we see there is uh, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. To him be the glory. Okay? And, and today, I want to encourage you to recommit to a higher vision of yourself than you've committed to. I remember leaving building houses. Um, to this day, I don't make as much money as I made 20 years ago. Actual salary, I don't. And I had to jump through a lot of hurdles and get over a lot of challenges to even be considered a church planter for in the PCA. But I stepped out of the boat and started walking on water. There's nothing you can't do with the power of God behind you in your life. Let me say that again. There's nothing you can't do behind the power of God without, you know, uh, with the power of God behind you in your life. I didn't have time because I got the idea early this morning about five. I wasn't going to text Jamie at five, but I wanted to throw up there a picture of Peter when he was about ten, you know, and say, "Who is this guy?" He's the famous church planner from Pittsburgh. When he came down, and we met him, and he came down here with his wife, Jamie, and one, one child, small child, Theo, we had nothing to give him. And, and we had nothing as a church to offer him. And he decided to come down here because the Lord told him a time in a service, go down there without a job. That was dumb. <laughs> and he came down for two weeks. And I was on my knees for an hour a day for two weeks. And you weren't there, but I was. And I said, Lord, give that man a job because I don't want to see his wife get any skinnier. And he had one job offered to him, putting gas logs in fireplaces, installing them. If you know anything about Peter, you don't want him doing that job. Okay? You'll know where he's been from the explosions that have happened. Okay? And this is the God honest truth. 
He's in our bedroom, and I'm on my knees, and he's packing up a suitcase, and I'm saying, Lord, and his cell phone rings. His cell phone rings. And it was a recruiter that thought they might have a job at MBNA where he went to work, where he came down here, and in his career there, again, he made a lot more money than I make at the bank because he was willing to step out of the boat and get on the water. When I went to Bible school, I, uh, I gave away virtually everything I had. Fit everything I had in a truck and with the small she-hole trailer you can drag. With Jamie and I dragged it out to Tulsa with no job and no no housing and no nothing. You know, my poor father-in-law was like, I'm not going to live through this guy's career. <laughs> but God had a plan for when I got out of the boat. So, the interesting thing about this is that the Apostle Peter is really known as the Apostle of Transformation. You see, the Apostle Paul is known as the Apostle who had the great epiphany and change. Don't ever try to be like the Apostle Paul. You can't do it. You see, the things he saw and the things that happened to him and his conversion and all that, it was just sort of other. But Peter was not like that. Peter was a fisherman. He was unlearned. He was unkempt. He was actually told he wasn't good enough to go to high school. That's actually a fact. A fisherman meant that you've been rejected at rabbi school. Okay? So Peter never graduated from high school. Um, not, not only that, I mean, the guy made more mistakes, um, uh, more gaffes in his Christian life than all of us, you know, put together, right? He's the one up on the Mount of Transfiguration that when Jesus is glorified with Moses and Elijah, Peter says, sweet, look at the marketing ability. He's the one that we see denying Jesus three times. He's the one that when Jesus said, I'm going to go to the cross, Peter said, no, you're not. I'm sure we've all said that to the Lord sometimes about what he wants to do in our lives. And Jesus turned to him and said, get thee, get thee behind me, Satan. Okay, Satan. I mean, I really don't want the Lord calling me Satan. I mean, I just, just not a good day, you know. <clears throat> but the interesting thing is that the man that we meet in this letter is not that man. He's wise, he's deep, he's theologically educated, he's the one that led that Jesus entrusted the complete church of God to at the very beginning as to lead it for, as the head, first among equals. 
this over-anxious, rash, unspiritual man. So Peter experienced transformation. And so as he writes, what's nice about it is, if you're looking for it, it's all over the place. And he brings us hope because he failed forward. He really did. Um, so, so, he, so he starts out this amazing letter, verses 1 through 3. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ, for sprinkling with His blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. Now, if you look at those verses and you back up and ask yourself, what is Peter really doing there? Where he focuses our attention is how we see ourselves first. Not our behavior, but how we see ourselves. He's huge on changing our self-identity. And so what he says, first of all, is be transformed through putting on Christ's identity for you. Okay, One of the powerful tools that Peter uses at the beginning is, uh, think differently because you are what you think. Every single one of you and us need to re-examine what we think, what our self-talk is, and who we think we are, and break forward out of some of the old patterns. This isn't how you see yourself on the outside. This is, I don't care if you make a bazillion dollars. You know, some people actually do. Bill Gates one time said, when he gave a million dollars to a foundation, everybody telling how great he was, he said, don't tell me how great I am. That's the interest I just made in the last hour and a half. You know, so it's no big deal to me. Uh, I wonder if he funds PC churches. So what I want you to notice, and then we're going to wind this down for today, and I'd like you to concentrate this week on the first three verses, is that there are eight new characteristics that Peter wants you to start thinking differently about yourself in. Eight new characteristics, okay? The first one is that you are the elect chosen of God. The second one is that you're elect and a stranger. The third is that you're elect and scattered through the world to be a blessing. That's what he says. These, these um, Christians he was writing to were scattered through the world. The fourth is you're elect to be intimate with God because you've been foreknown by him in this saving relationship. The fifth one is that you're elect to be sanctified by the Holy Spirit to be holy and righteous. That, has, that carries a lot of weight with it. The, the, the six was that we're elect, we're set apart for obedience. We're, before we were disobedient, we are actually set apart for obedience and love to his word. Seventhly, the elect are sprinkled with Christ's blood. We'll see that in richness, what that means, that we don't have to be bound by our past. 
And finally, we elect are recipients of God's abundant grace and peace. These biblical realities need to change our self-talk and be used to transform how we think about ourselves. And we will, you will start digging into them next week. What I want you to notice about them is that how specifically these verses focus on God's action in our lives and they include the working of every member of the Trinity. If you read the verses, they include the working of every member of the Trinity. So right away, Peter does a major shift on how we look at ourselves. We look at ourselves because and through and with the actions of the Trinity, both in the past, in the present, and the future for our lives. And that changes our whole life. What do I mean we fail forward? History, as well as the Bible, is full of people who fail forward. Think about who this was. He was cut from his ninth grade basketball team. He missed more than 9,000 shots in his career. He said, I've lost almost 300 games. He says, 26 times I was given the ball to make the game-winning shot, and I failed to make it. And he said this, I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Anybody know who that is? MJ. Yep, Michael Jordan. We all know that J.K. Rowling submitted the Harry Potter series 40 times to 40 different editors and four publishers and lived above a, a, a tavern in poverty 40 times. So life... For a follower of Jesus has really good news that the apostle brings. Failure isn't fatal. So we're going to look at a whole new way of looking at ourselves. We're going to look at looking at a whole new power that envelops us and wants to move us forward. We're going to look at a living person, Jesus Christ, whose power is there to change anything in our lives if we will give him time and fail forward. And we're going to be encouraged that God is sovereign, not only over our salvation, but over our sanctification. He who began this good work in you will complete it until the day.